Hello, I'm Colin Green and you are listening to Spike Pit, episode 61. So, I've been busy interviewing, doing crossover podcasts and I've fallen behind with my responses to call-ins. In this episode, I'm going to put that right. Now, you may call me old-fashioned, but I don't think there's anything wrong in a little gentlemanly behaviour. So, without any further ado, ladies first. There you go, a real pleasure to hear from Ivy the Effervescent, as always. And she brings up an interesting point. It's this idea of rules as written, and um, she's picking up a point from the interview with Ray. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a stickler for wanting to run things, rules as written, especially for the first few times, and, and then change it after that, because... Rightly or wrongly, I feel to do anything less is is doing a little bit of an injustice to the designer, really. And um, I don't suppose for a moment they'd they'd care, but it's just sort of my preference. And um, it's interesting also that Ivy has started this podcast, and I left her a message talking about the idea of um, gaming adjacent themes. And, uh, yeah, I really look forward to seeing what she's going to do because there are parallels between gaming and other aspects of life, obviously. And, um, yeah, I think we need to watch this space. Hey, Colin, it's Logan from Swordbreaker. Really enjoyed the conversation between you and Ray. From your part one section, I think one of my favorite moments was your discussion about learning to look rather than how to draw. I think that that's a great insight that might be transferable to aspects of gaming as well. As far as Ray's homework that he gave in part two, I would say that probably at some point a Swordbreaker will have a table in it because of listening to this. Take care. Logan Howard from Swordbreaker, thank you once again for your support. You're um, always on... Audio Dungeon Discord, I've noticed, and uh, get really involved in the discussion over there. Unfortunately, with the time difference, I miss out on probably the peak hours of discussion, and I end up picking up the threads of it the next day. But um, I do occasionally get to chat with some of the guys over there. But that's an that's an aside. I'm glad you enjoyed the. Uh, the crossover podcast I did with Ray at Plundergrounds. I had a lot of fun recording it. I'm quite often in touch with Ray. And, uh, yeah, I think we've got quite a lot in common uh, in our backgrounds and and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we could put it to use and make an episode and people are enjoying it. Hey, Colin, Joe DeLoy here. What's up, buddy? Hey, I'm going through your back catalog of stuff here. I was listening to episode 13 when you talked about maps. So this is a blast in the past here in terms of the topic. But, yeah, I do love maps. Why do we like it so much? I don't know. I think it comes down to the books, you know, that we started reading. And bring, I think it sucked you into the world more, let you know where they were going, what could be around that corner, what's in those trees, what's up ahead beyond the mountains, things like that, you know. As to the newfangled stuff with the map drawing, 
I uh, I like it. Yeah, I think the Dyson dude has a has a you know the, the head start on everybody with that stuff. But um, I sort of like the simpler maps too. The simple one looked like some goblin drew it. You know what I mean? That you find on the on the side of the road. And lastly, I just wanted to say I think we had the same uh, technical drawing teacher. Mine, Mr. Violin. He was a world class prick, but he was a perfectionist and he taught us that sort of thing uh, well. You know, so yeah, I agree with you there, man. All right, buddy, take care. Thanks for the call in, Joe. It's interesting to hear that people are listening to the back uh, back episodes that I've done, you know, especially like episode 13. Um, I do see the numbers of listens creeping up, but it's rare that I get a call in. So, yeah, thanks for taking the time to do that, mate. And maps, yeah, they're a subject close to my heart. And I think you're right, you know, the maps that make the most impressions are those ones that cropped up in the books you're reading the fantasy books you're maybe reading growing up uh for me i think i mentioned it in the podcast it, it was the hobbit the lord of the rings uh there's the maps in the fighting fantasy books oh i'm sure there's more but i'm blanking on them at the moment but um yeah they really draw you into the story you can see the places and it's just really evocative. And like you, I like um, maybe some of the more simple maps sometimes. I definitely like Dyson Logos's work. And, um, you know, a big favourite for me now is Glyn Seal with his stuff on the Midlands. Um, yeah, so, once, once again, thanks for calling in. If, like Joe, you're a new listener and you're listening to a few of the back episodes... There's no problem at all with uh, me revisiting a topic. If you want to call in and discuss something that we've talked about before, you know, be my guest. I, I encourage you to do so. Hi, Colin. Thanks for the message. Yeah, it has been a while since I've put out an episode on the podcast. You know, sort of like freelancing, preparing for games, work, etc. You know, all that stuff tends to get in the way. But um, trying to get back to it now and then start putting out stuff a little bit more regularly. Glad you like the sound of the game. I'm actually starting up a, a second campaign game using BX Essentials in the new year, hopefully. So potentially squeeze someone else into that. So it's going to be. It's looking like it's going to be a bi-weekly game, probably running on a Saturday or a Friday. It's not been 100% decided yet. If you're interested and you're on Facebook, shoot me a message and I'll send you an invite to the group. Thanks very much for the message, dude. Take care and I'll catch you soon. So that's John from Red Dice Diaries. You'll recognise him most recently from um, the um, crossover podcast we did. But uh, John's, John's been doing this stuff for ages and um, I got in touch with him. Uh, regarding an episode he did about for coin and blood sounds like a really interesting sort of roguish system i've since found out a little bit more about it and uh, did a call into tim shorts over at goffridge manor suggesting that he might like to check it out because uh, because of his episode on thieves guilds which you might also want to check out on goffridge manor so it looks like I'm going to be trying to get in on some online gaming with John. Uh, it's not something I've I've done before. I've only done 
the uh, DCC group with Talon on a Sunday morning. If there's anybody who's up for that, it's on Discord. It's a Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific time, Pacific Standard Time. And uh, we're always looking for players. It's a sort of drop-in, drop-out thing. And Talon's really good at uh, just seeing who turns up and then figuring out a game that suits the circumstances. I play on there most regularly with a guy named Carl. He's from Sweden. And, uh, yeah, we have a pretty good time. And it was sort of my introduction to online gaming, as I've said before. And anybody who's who's not tried a bit of online gaming, I highly recommend it. And it was also the topic of the most recent gaming and BS episode. Uh, I really enjoyed the topic and got a little shout out there on the uh, random dice roll section and... Uh, Spike Pit made it into the uh, show notes, so I was, I was pleased about that and thank the guys for including me. I've just realised I told a lie actually. Uh, I have done some face to face style online gaming. I played in uh, Dolman Wood with Gavin Norman as part of Ethercon. Uh, it's just a one off, thoroughly enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, forgot about that. Sorry, folks. And talking of Gavin, got a familiar voice calling in now. Arfed here. Uh, just listened to the Wormskin podcast. Really loved the, uh, the the sound of the the setting there. But my favourite by far was the Moss Dwarf. Uh, would love to play that character or be involved where there's a, a Moss Dwarf in the in the party. I thought it sounded really fun. Uh, especially in a obviously wooded sort of scenario or uh, setting. So um, I think there's a good chance we might see one of them in a game near me soon. Um, look forward to that and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. Bye. Yep, glad you loved that, Arfed. The old Moss Dwarf, it stood out to me when I was looking through the issues of Wormskin, trying to find something to read. I got in touch with Gavin Norman and he he gave me some some idea of his favourite bits. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to be going through those, combining it with some of my favourite bits. And uh, yeah, look out, there's going to be some further episodes down the line. But uh, a little bit more from Arfed now. Hi there, Arfed here. Just calling in to say how much I'm enjoying the show. Um particularly like the recent show with Tom the Tinternet Troll. I think he sounds like a straight-laced guy. would like to hear some more from him. Um, enjoyed the Tavern Spike episode with the uh, collaboration of two podcast shows. I think that's a really good thing and hope to hear some more of that soon. Um, with that, in regards to that, I'd also like to see when the Green Brothers are going to do an episode on board games with a sort of role-playing theme or um, some sort of interest. So looking forward to doing that. So just a little reminder there and uh, see what we can come up with. Anyway, keep up the good work. Out for now. Yeah, so Arfed there reminded me I need to do this board game episode. We've we've got quite a few ideas. I think there's some 
good stuff that we can talk about. And uh, yeah, watch this space. For me, the the board games were something to do when I wasn't playing RPGs, when I thought I couldn't play RPGs. And a lot of the things that I, a lot of the games I looked to were games that tried to capture some of that RPG feel. So we'll probably talk about that in the episode. And I've kind of got a sneaking suspicion that it's going to take more than one episode to do do the subject justice, should we say. And for the last call-in of the episode, we've got the gentleman of the OSR, the man who's uh, always working on different projects and cranking out the ideas. Um, he really hit me in hit me in the feels, and I, I I called in and told him as much. Yeah, with this call in, very kind. It's the man himself, Larry Hamilton. Hey, Colin, this is Larry with Hair. Follow me and die. Wow, you are burning up the pavement. Good job on all these podcasts. I'm having a hard time keeping up with all of them, but uh, you are doing an excellent job. I can tell uh, you're just having fun with it and enjoying it and bringing out more fun and enjoyment from the people you're talking with and sharing it with the rest of us. Uh, Keep up the good work. Uh, I really enjoy your take on things, and uh, I enjoyed listening to your son's little uh, efforts there, and it's just a good job. And there you go. I'm going to finish on a high with Larry's message. Thanks for calling in, Larry. Like I said, you hit me in the feels there, and it's it's high praise indeed. Not convinced I deserve it, but I'm I'm glad you're enjoying what I'm what I'm doing. And I'd like to say thanks to all the others that have called in, and uh, all the listeners for tuning in and listening to me going on. Now, I have had an idea knocking around in my head. It sort of come from. A little book called The Never Ending Story, which was quite influential to me. I enjoyed the film as a youngster, but, you know, like most things, it was kind of the the book that really caught my imagination. And it's the business, if you're familiar with it, or should I say, if you're not familiar with it, there's a thing called The Nothing in this book, and um, it's where people have stopped imagining and... The, the fantasy land that this young boy travels to is being destroyed by the nothingness. And it made me think about this idea of what happens when a campaign ends in an RPG. For whatever reason, maybe it stops getting played um, or whatever. Could there be a place where old campaigns go to die? Or do they... Uh, live on or or what happens it was just I don't know I was driving along it struck me and I'd be interested to hear if if this captures anybody's imagination at all or if anybody's got anything to say 
perhaps in the Rayotis style there's a little bit of homework there I don't know but um, yeah just your thoughts on that really you know what happens when the campaign stops people are not playing it what happens to it anyway <laughs> enough of my nonsense take care of yourselves and I'll catch you later